Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Thank you for downloading our podcast, Three Idgits in a Pod, a sibling supernatural rewatch podcast. I am a host, Margaret Downs. I'm a host, Patricia Downs. And I'm another host, Bridget Downs. And today we are discussing season two, episode nine, Croatoan. But first, how are we doing today? Mm, pretty good. Not too much to report. Today, I finished my supernatural homework, <laughs> which I yeah. had started a while ago. And then we took a break, took a break, <laughs> and then watched the episode without taking notes, and then finished the episode taking notes. So we've talked about this before, maybe using this method of note taking that you just done. What do you think? Did that help? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> um, uh, no. no. <laughs> um, maybe I think I did see a couple, like I, I caught a couple more things the second time around uh, than I did the first time. So like a couple little things that I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. And then I can bring it to the conversation. But for the most part, I mean, I, I really did like being able to just sit down and watch it and enjoy it. But then having to watch it a second time to take notes was a little bit tedious Mm -hmm. so i don't know if there's a solution to that maybe the reverse like yeah watch watch it it, take notes and then watch it again yeah like with steven (laughs) make him watch it so that can be your homework for next time yeah Um, see if that works see if (laughs) if you want to put in that amount of time (laughs) yeah and work on it you know give that experiment a try and again if it is like this doesn't help (laughs) then maybe just watch it once just watch it the once (laughs) yeah don't put yourself through that yeah so so you did Supernatural Homework today. I did mine. Listeners who are keeping up with our podcast will have noticed that we uh, did not put out an episode last whatever the episodes were coming out, however time works. <laughs> so we did take a bit of a break for, for holiday stuff. Um, yesterday was Christmas! Yesterday was Christmas! Yeah, yes. Yesterday was Christmas. So, uh, you know, today is, you know, day after Christmas. Boxing day! Boxing day. Um, kind of a chill day in yeah. general, sorting through the, you know... Your hall. Your, the hall, you know, because all of the stuff gets shoved in a single box or bag or whatever with a bunch of tissue paper, yeah. and it's just a mess. So I gotta make a list of the gifts I've received and who gave them to me so I can do thank you notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. Just, like, and sort them all out into piles yeah. so I know what I've got and so I don't lose any gift cards, like, inside of shirts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. because you got presents from, like, other people outside of the family. I did. Um, one of the perks of being a pre-K teacher is yeah. I get a lot of pre-K kid presents. You get money. I do. Well, yeah. Like, you you tip the courtesy, you know, dictates that you tip your paper carrier, you tip your, you know, your mail carrier. And if you've got, you know, young young little kids in school, like, you know, daycare, pre-K, elementary school, tip your teachers. Yeah. Yeah. They see your kid more than you do. (laughs) And tip your teachers because they're broke. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Teachers are not paid enough. Nope. 
Full stop. So courtesy, please tip your teachers. We love your kids. We still see them more than you do though. So. School is out in two weeks. What am I going to do with my kids all day? Keep them in my house? Where I live? Yeah, the, your kids are not at your house where you where you live. They're with me. <laughs> you know, there's our our center is open like it's like six forty five I think to five thirty, and some kids are there open to close. They have a longer day than I do. Tip your teachers. <laughs> if you're like, man, what do I do with my kids on the weekend? I've got your kids all week, <laughs> all year. <laughs> So, yeah, so I do get presents from, from pre-K, which is lovely and very much appreciated. I also like to get the little, the fa- like, the family Christmas cards. Because mm-hmm. I've had a couple kids now who have, like, younger siblings, so now they're showing up in the Christmas cards. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, they're, they're getting so big. They're in, like, you know, they're in, like, kindergarten now, or Aww. first grade now. Ah, they're so cute. <laughs> they're, like, basically a little adults. <laughs> yeah, they're just small humans. Yeah, well, yeah, by the time they get to my... Like, my class in pre-K, they are definitely small people. Yeah. Toddlers are, like, they're starting to learn what it is to be people, but they're still, like, babies. Yeah. Somewhere in preschool, that transition really starts happening. And, like, I'll see, like, the preschoolers at the beginning of the year are still are still very babyish. Yeah. And by the end of the year, by the time they're moving up to my classroom, they're people. Somewhere in there, that changes. Yeah. So my class, pretty much, they are just, they're just a bunch of small people. Yeah. <laughs> which is incredible. And, like, they get to that age and they're really starting to wonder things like, how fast is a cheetah? Is it faster than the Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> These are the important These questions. The important questions. Are pirates real? Are pirates real? As a question I get asked a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are pirates real? I'm like, okay, so the pirate you're thinking of, probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> the arg Pi- pirate? The, yeah, the, the pirate you're thinking of right now, child in your brain. The 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 the, the pirate, the one I'm thinking of is like the, is the Peter Pan one with the fairies. <laughs> the not Captain Hook. I was going to say, I'm like, are no. you trying to search for Captain Hook? No, because not that's... Captain Hook. The one, Tom Hiddleston. It was that Captain Hook in a different, Tom Hiddleston voiced him. He oh. said, he did this. this oh, Tinker. Oh. The Tinkerbell one. Yeah. The Tinkerbell pirate. Was that was that a different Captain Hook? Was that like I a young know. Captain Hook? I think so, yeah. Maybe. Unclear. <laughs> oh, how high That one. We can stop that now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's enough of that. That's a, not a good... No, thank you. That, like, bad pirate? No. Does not exist. And then I have to decide, do I explain to them Sir about... Francis Drake? <laughs> do I explain Sir Francis Drake to these children? No, do Tom ex- Hiddleston is well, not do, real. Do I explain Sir Francis Drake? Do I explain modern day piracy? <laughs> yeah. Do I explain Somalian pirates? See, when... When, when Danny <laughs> tried to explain this to me when I was in fifth grade, I was like, okay, so they ride on jet skis now. Because <laughs> Basically. He, basically. So here's the thing. I was just picturing the pirates from the cartoon Peter just Pan. Just riding jet skis. Just riding jet skis. Captain Hook on a jet ski. Waving his hook around. <laughs> well, mostly just his crewmates. Not actual... Yeah, just his crewmates with, like, the parrot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, you get the bandana and the, striped and the striped shirt and the parrot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the raggedy pants that cut off at the knee. Yes. Yeah. On pirates. jet, on jet, on jet you know, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> on jet skis. Yeah, cartoon pirates. And dad was like, yes, that is pirates. And I'm like, hmm, yes. And even though I know that is not true, that is still what I picture when I <laughs> think of pirates, modern nowadays. pirates. Yeah, so I do have to make that decision. Like, <laughs> And it 
And the answer to that is, it depends, because sometimes they ask follow-up questions. Uh, yep. Like, where do they live now? <laughs> oh. Where do the pirates live now? <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go over to the world map and I'll point. <laughs> yep. And they're like, why do they live there? <laughs> I'm like, well... There's a lot of unrest. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's get into some national politics. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the Middle East children? <laughs> well, it all started... <laughs> Um, with, you know, frequent pauses for, like, are you, like, actually engaged in this, or, or am I just talking? <laughs> am I just talking These are just you? words going in and out of your brain. Occasionally, I will have a kid who's, like, standing there, like, following along, like, this is fascinating. I am fascinated by national politics. This is... <laughs> this, and, and we'll ask intelligent follow-up questions, so I'm like, that's great, yes. you're four. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, I'm nine. But, yeah, so, they're... <laughs> Kids are kids are really something. I'm tired all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You've got long days. Yeah, I do. I have a one hour lunch, but I don't get paid for it, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm there like for, for nine hours every day. Yeah. Five days a week. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I only use my Facebook now for for Messenger and for my art page, which I update every once in a while. You're more active on Instagram. I'm more as- active on Instagram anyway. Go follow um, Patricia on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Downs underscore art. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, you're much more in- active on Instagram. Yeah. So am I. Yeah, well, yeah Teeny Weeny Television. Yeah, Teeny Weeny Television. That's my that's my username on literally everything. Teeny Weeny Television. Teeny Weeny Television. <laughs> it's very cute. Do you, know, do you know why? It's from, like, Trivial Pursuit or something, right? Because... Yeah, because it was a card that was like, what does TWT stand for? <laughs> and the choices were like, such and such, such and teeny mini television. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know, teeny mini television. <laughs> Remember in Trivia Pursuit when it was like, can't, like the train? It was like, Kenny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the question was, <laughs> could the little the blue train? train? I was like, he could. He could. And I was like, the answer was, he could. He could. <laughs> and what, the other could one was he? like, he could. He could. The, other he could. One, the other one was like, he could not. Maybe. <laughs> and the other, yeah, the other ones were like, maybe. Can. No. Can the little London. He can. He can. He can. <laughs> kids trivial pursuit one i don't think so I that think was, it was the just regular adult one. one yeah i like playing our trivial pursuit because um mom's the, it's so out of date yeah mom's the only one who knows the answers because it's the trivial pursuit edition from like the 70s yeah so it's all extremely outdated questions that like old yeah. entertainment really old enter- n- nothing more modern than like 1980 Mm-mm. you know soviet union is still a thing yeah yep. so, so all the sports questions are really specific to that decade and, and the solar no system questions oh yeah the solar system <laughs> questions are, have like a limited number of planets yeah <laughs> how yeah the science questions all super out of date and it's like okay well what science did they know in the 70s yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff about the olympics it's like oh my god yeah there's yeah. some stuff it's about like, the like olympics. The, yeah the olympics just just happened when this game came out you know yeah. when you saw them on tv yep. it's like I no, did not. Do you know the specific guy that won the specific sport? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, um, I was born then. Yeah, uh, and like the classic literature is all stuff that was being like taught in school then. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> no, we don't read these anymore. They're racist. Yeah. <laughs> 
And mom's the only one who knows the answers because she played that game a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. The best Trivial Pursuit, though, is Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon Trivial Pursuit. Because we also don't know how to play. Yeah. Because we d- <laughs> it's not re- It's not regular Trivial Pursuit. No, no. Pursuit as, it is as in, like, we didn't grow up with Nickelodeon very much. Mm-mm. This is true. We so only... it was, like, it's very specific questions about, like, Rocco's modern life. Oh, and no. I'm like, I don't know that no. show. <laughs> we only know about... Some things about like like Blues Clues yeah. or or you know, uh, other like uh, kid like Nickelodeon shows like what's it called um, Fairly Fairly Odd Parents yeah well I'm, I well okay maybe I should try Nick, uh, Nickelodeon you should yeah see, I think I might know a little bit more than, you know more than you think and then I there watched... are some that are like a little bit easy to deduce yeah um but then there are some that I'm like I I have no idea mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Fairly Odd Parents Same. but when it was on Netflix oh yeah um, oh I, I watched I didn't it came on Netflix. When I was really little, and it was taken off Netflix a long time ago, but when I was really little, I would watch Fairly Odd Parents. Like, I watched every episode on Netflix, but it was taken off a long time ago. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that was, you know, because we didn't grow Yeah, we didn't grow up with Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or Animal Planet. Yeah. We got all of that at, at, at Grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember when kids... Like, when some kids are like, you didn't watch Spongebob? That's the big thing. Yep. That's the big cultural thing that we that we missed. I'm like, no, I didn't watch and there, there are so Mom told me that it would turn my brain into goo. Spongebob yep. is a cultural touchstone that all three of us are completely missing out on. Yep. I just know some lines of it from TikTok. Yep. I know. Or from, like, people singing Spongebob songs yeah. in the hallway at school. And, like... It, that's that might be one like one of the biggest in me having trouble connecting to, to <laughs> yeah the people of my generation like when when I was when I transferred into middle school yeah like the, coming to the middle school a from lot, a Catholic school well, yeah we were coming I was coming from a Catholic Catholic elementary school I didn't know anyone else but a lot of people were transferring in yeah yeah in, in because there were like two or three different elementary schools. There were two Catholic schools uh, and then people who were moving into the, into the city for middle school. So a lot of different people were coming in to sixth grade. But one thing almost all of them had in common was they all watched Spongebob. And I didn't yep. <laughs> because uh, we didn't we have... We weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to. We didn't and have... We didn't have cable. We didn't, we didn't have cable edition home. Um, but even at Grandma and Granddad's house, we weren't allowed to watch Spongebob. Yeah. We were PBS kids. <laughs> yes, yeah. we were PBS kids kids. <laughs> sweetie it's educational television it must be good for you i so they you know like le, like a foreign le, like you know moving into you know a town with a foreign language <laughs> they'd be like well at least we have this in common make spongebob joke and it would just be a glazed expression i have like no idea what you're talking about yeah, yeah. I'm like oh okay you all hear like the weird outcast kid cool good to know <laughs> yeah I'm like all right i'll be just uh, i'm 11 i'll just be sitting over here reading my adult science fiction novels yeah. <laughs> that's the kid whose parents won't let him play video games. That too. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kid who can't watch Spongebob. <laughs> oh. oh. That's the kid whose parents don't buy them gushers. <laughs> yeah. That's the kid who doesn't eat Lunchables. <laughs> that's the kid who brings their own lunch to school. You know, just, 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 <laughs> you know, just, just sixth grade things. That's the yeah. kid who wears plaid and floral together. <laughs> That's a kid who dresses themselves for the first time in the morning. And I did. Yeah. That's the kid who picks out their outfit before they... <laughs> ahead of time. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I definitely wore floral and stripe. Yeah. More so. than once. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I think I can say that I've watched probably like five episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Hmm. I've I, maybe seen three. Because, I, but I know I've watched because, more than that, but because of like going to hotels, yeah, and because mm-hmm. it was on Netflix at one point, and I remember one time I used to sneak out. Remember when I used to sneak out? Yeah, at like two in the morning, I used to sneak out of my room and like go into the living room and well, turn you, on the TV and mostly watch I Love Lucy though. I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Used to, I used to I used to just watch me TV and so watch see, I Love Lucy or Laurel and Hardy. You watched a lot <laughs> of I Love Lucy and Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Because we also had the I Love Lucy box set. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think we got because you were super into I Love Lucy. I was. We would watch it together. We did. It was fun. But I got super scarred from... Because I turned on Spongebob and it happened to pick one of the most, like, scary episodes, apparently. Was it the hash slinging slasher? It was the one where... Was it the one where he got stuck at, like, the bottom of a trench? It was the one where Plankton was taking control of his brain. Oh. And you could see, like, the inside of Spongebob's brain. Ooh. And he, he was, like, then he was, like, painting ketchup on the walls. But it was, like, blood. And it was, like, him shivering in the corner and, like, drawing, like, get out on the walls. It was not fun. And yeah, then I went running to mom and I was like, <laughs> I watched Spongebob. You were right. You were <laughs> Spongebob's horrible. <laughs> but, like, on TikTok, there are some sounds that I admit are, are... Some of them are really funny. Like, I mean, there's the one, of course, that's classic of the guy that's like, I was born with glass bones. <laughs> I, every morning I wake up and I shatter my left arm. And he's like, I can't breathe without shattering my ribs. And there's the one guy that's like, Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> I've never heard that one. You see, I don't know either of these references from Spongebob or TikTok. Mm -mm. The glass one sounds like the glass delusion, which is a real medical phenomenon. And like I'm, and I don't know. Maybe I've you know uh, been able to fake it enough and get by with like, oh yes, I'm familiar with the bit you're doing. Yeah, mm, yes, mm. Mm, SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob. I know that. I know that show. Mm, I like ravioli. The mm. one with the striped sweaters. <laughs> it's the best time to wear one. Who lives in a That's pineapple. just a thing. It's what? when's the best time to wear a striped sweater all the time. Is that another SpongeBob? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I am familiar with the general character archetypes. Yeah. I know who the characters are. Yeah. Roughly. <laughs> yeah, of course you know, you know that. Sandy. Just try to picture him Sandy. in his underwear. Oh, no, he's hot. <laughs> that was Squidward. <laughs> It's a sound on TikTok. I don't know I've, that sound I've, either. I've sent either. you TikToks with the sound in it. All right. Trust you. <laughs> if you say so. So TikToks. Justin McElroy's TikToks. Okay. Sydney McElroy's TikToks. Yes. About shows that, that no they care. don't watch. And that, and that yes. they don't care about. That, that they don't care about at all. One time Sydney was like, so you know the Blacklist? I think I saw yeah, this we, one. Yeah, we've seen <laughs> yes. this one. Uh, and she's like, the main, like one of the main actors is leaving the Blacklist. And Justin's like, not James Spader. Not James Spader. And she's like, no, 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 no the no. other one. He's like, somebody, yeah, somebody else <laughs> that I don't really know. He's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't really care about. And he's like, do you watch this show? And she's like, no. No, not at all. Not at all. Did you hear? <laughs> Did you hear, though? One of our main actors in this is on the blacklist. Yeah, I think I saw that. <laughs> and his name is Diego Klattenhoff. That is fantastic. Yup. That's fantastic. Diego Klattenhoff. Yup. Love That's it. 
A perfect name. Love it. Who did he, he play? plays? Dwayne Tanner. Which one's Dwayne? Um, the blonde kid who almost gets shot. That's who, fantastic. Who gets shot yes. in the vision. Yes. Because I looked him up because I thought he looked familiar, but I was thinking of a different actor. Yeah. Yes. When we were watching it, Stephen was like, that's, that's Agent Wrestler. <laughs> long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Very young. Like, that's a young Agent yeah. Wrestler. Yeah. Tell me your show was filmed in Canada. Canadian actor, Diego Glatnoff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of Canadian actor, Diego Glatnoff, <laughs> let's jump into today's episode, season two, episode nine. Croatoan. Okay, let's pick up today with our writer. Now, I sent, while I was watching, I sent you to a Snapchat. I don't know if you picked up, uh, like, it was on the writer's screen. No. Oh, that's it. Can you, so, just loosely before we really get into this, any feeling about who the writer is? Joshua. Is it? I knew it. This is, I knew it. I knew it. This is a John when Siobhan. I saw, when I saw that one, when I saw that and one it's, clip. Yeah, and it's when interesting. When I saw that one clip. Because before I watched the episode, Bridget, That you, TikTok you, you, that I made? Huh? No. The TikTok? Oh, yeah. Oh. And you're like, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm watching a Supernatural episode, yeah. like, oh, yeah. And then the, um, like, it, it's not going to hurt, mom. <laughs> and like, uh, yeah. the kid, like... With the mom gagged, and he's, like, putting his hands on his oh. shoulder, and he's just like, don't worry, it's not gonna hurt, mom. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like, this shit? Yeah. I gotta deal with this, this when shit? I watch? <laughs> yeah, John um, Chabon! <laughs> it's interesting, because before I watched the episode, Bridget, you'd watched it ahead of me. You were you were like, I liked this episode, it reminded me of Skin. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey! <laughs> Makes sense. Speaking of... Uh, and I think it's a, um, what we can talk about later, you know, general quality of the episode, mm-hmm. but I think it's certainly uh, an upswing in quality from yeah. mm-hmm. from some of some of his other work we've yeah. seen so far. Which so. is funny, because he's got such a weird balance between good writing and bad writing. Yeah. And it being really good, but there being some elements that are really bad in a very specific sexual way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and, and like our our winner from season one, Dead Man's Blood, co-written, I think, by John Shaman. Yes. Uh, and one of our one of our favorites from season one, Skin. 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 The, the first Written episode. Entirely, yeah. The first episode we saw by him, and we were like, wow, Whoa. we gotta keep an eye out for this guy. Every other episode we saw by him, except we're for like, Dead Man's Blood, pretty much, I think, was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> and even in Dead Man's Blood, it was like, why are mm. the vampires sexy? Yeah, why do like, we have this extended shot on her ass? Yeah, why, yeah. why is he watching as she's, like, dripping blood from her mouth into this that is, this girl. is weird. This is a but something we also noticed though in that first episode by John Chabon was, and then very closely followed by another episode by John Chabon, right? Mm-hmm. Scarecrow with mm-hmm. yeah, with different directors. Yes, mm-hmm. the writing comes across very differently with different directors. Our first one was our Star Trek friend. Yes, Robert Duncan McNeil. Um, and we're like, wow, wow, fantastic, good, good job, good yeah. job, sir. Dean says something about misogyny, and we're like, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, written today by John Chabon, <laughs> incredible. Directed by Robert Singer, one of our big directors. Yeah. Aired December seventh, two thousand six. This is our mid-season finale. Yeah. So we will leave off and then return in 
uh, January. So uh, part of, I guess, what we can talk about too is like where we think season is ending at this at the halfway point and stuff. But the episode picks up with our standard now tagline of the show and our flash then. Things that they want us to remember. John knew about Sam's powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam has powers. Sam, <laughs> Sam, yeah. has, Sam has magic powers. And John knew about them for X amount of time. We're not sure how long, but he said he says a while. Yeah. So we think maybe before Sam and Dean told him. Yeah. We're not sure. A lot of stuff we don't know. But John knew that Sam has magic powers. The yellow-eyed demon has plans for Sam. Kind of hand-wavy. We don't know what those are. John told Dean to watch out for Sammy and then told him something that has weighed on Dean this whole season. And now Dean's lying about it. Dean is lying about it and is not handling this, the, the secret or John's death well. Yeah. Dean says... Truth is, not handling it very well. <laughs> he punches someone, punches someone again, and then is hits the car. Yeah, hits yeah. the car with a crowbar. So at least they are admitting themselves, like, Dean is not handling this well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, we know coming into this, Dean is emotionally compromised. <laughs> it is having some issues. I say, emotionally compromised. That too. <laughs> that too. Flash. Now, fire. Now. Fire. We see some kind of interesting camera work. It's all like kind of slow mo. Yeah. But like choppy slow mo. Choppy slow mo. It's not like noom. It's like. It's like a, almost like a strobe light. Yeah. Has like yeah. made things a little choppy. It's like weird frame by frame. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like dropped frames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slow mo. We see Dean in a hallway checking his gun with like a determined expression on his face looks like they're in a medical facility of some kind the the camera stops briefly on a sign that says visit beautiful crater lake the river grove chamber of commerce dean enters a room and there's a young man sitting there and he is begging with dean he's saying like no no i swear it's not in me there's a young woman who says oh god we're all going to die I'm like there's a man who says maybe he's telling the truth dean's like He's not him. Not anymore. He cocks his gun. The young man is begging. The doctor is seems is is indecisive. The young man is begging some more. Dean says, I got no choice. And as the young man continues to beg, Dean fires. And then we get that like fizzit fizzit flash thing and we realize, oh, it's Sam having a vision of the future. Sam is like tossing and turning in a motel room, uh, and he rolls out of bed onto the floor. <laughs> Which is where when Dean enters with a case of beer and eat, a piece of jerky and, and eating jerky, I guess I couldn't tell if it was jerky or a cigar. <laughs> he took a big bite of it, okay. so <laughs> I hope it's jerky. I certainly hope it's jerky. <laughs> Please don't eat your cigar. You are not a cartoon character. <laughs> he sees Sam on the floor and freezes. <laughs> you okay, buddy? And. Sam is panting and in pain, and we get supernatural. Oh, fire. Oh, fire. The boys are on the road in our next scene in the Impala. It's at night. We have a shot of a 2006 GPS. Yep. I was like, this is a GPS handheld device. Yeah. uh, They are at full battery and one bar of service. (laughs) Uh, It says Verizon Navigator. Oh, boy. 2006. Even as recently as like 2011-ish, 2011-2012, GPS was not great. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, and I know, and I know distinctly it was not great because I tried to use GPS to get back from Vermont one time. Oh boy. And it didn't know any of the roads. It was just, just our little icon floating out in space. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like trying to give directions like, please turn around (laughs) and find a real road. (laughs) 
<laughs> Great. Thank you. So helpful. <laughs> so incredible that this GPS is working so well in rural Oregon. Yeah. We learn that they're in Oregon. They are going to a town called River Grove, which Sam put together by the pieces of his vision the sign he saw and you know trying to narrow down where it was and as, as sam is running running dean down on like the specifics of the vision dean asks about you know the kid in the in the vision he shoots and he asks him by ask, and i ventilated him yep that's weird i didn't yeah i looked it up and i was like so yeah like put holes in him yeah i guess, I guess. that's what i was thinking to like pass air through him yeah maybe. i guess it was just a weird way to say that. Yeah. It was him just not wanting to say, so I killed him. Yeah. But they have other ways that they frequently will say instead of... Ve- that I've never no. heard... I don't think they ever say that again. (laughs) It's just weird. Sam, this whole car trip, is kind of quiet and subdued. Well, obviously. (laughs) I mean, you just saw Dean kill some kid. Yeah. So this is obviously weighing on Sam. Dean wants to know if there are, or there were any obvious signs of, you know, possession or exorcism because all, you know, all of Sam's visions so far have been linked in some way to demons or the yellow eye demon or other kids with powers, that sort of thing. And no, Dean just walks into the room and shoots the kid, which is upsetting. Yeah. Dean's like, well, I'm sure I had a good reason. Sam's like, I sure hope so. And, mm. like, and he's like, well, what do you, what is that supposed to mean? I'm not going to waste an innocent man. And that's a euphemism right there yeah. th- that they yeah, waste. Fre- that they frequently use. Yeah. So I don't know about ventilated. I don't want to let her. <laughs> it was weird. And there's just like these long pauses in between Dean's lines where Sam's like, I don't know, bud, like you might just start killing people. We don't, we <laughs> yeah, don't, you've been acting kind of weird recently. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, I'm not, not, I wouldn't. And Sam's like, I never said you would. <laughs> said, fine, fine. And Sam's like, you know, well, fine, whatever. Uh, that The guy in the vision is part of it. So we'll just go find him. And they got another, like, fine, fine, fine. And more sullen silence into the into the next scene. We get to, we assume, the, the, a small town, or the town of River Grove. It's TV, TV small town center. Mm-hmm. Could be Stars Hollow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we see it's kind of like a rundown town. Like, some people are, you know, like, clo- this man is closing, like, the hood of a kind of rundown looking truck. It's a little bit poorer. Yeah, very blue collar. Yeah. And in general, like the the, the natural aspects of, of the scenery feel very Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good because... That's where we're supposed to be. That's where we're supposed to be. <laughs> that is where they film. <laughs> yeah. Sam spots one of the guys from his vision. Yeah, they're sitting on a porch. With um, a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. As they pulled into town, I noticed the music choice was interesting yeah. and not typical of, of Supernatural, which is something from Skin that we also <laughs> noticed was there was yeah. some interesting music choice mm-hmm. there. Parts of the... Uh, so just a little bit of interesting sound design trivia. There are parts of the, the soundtrack for this episode that in are, you know, intentionally a reference to the 1982 movie The Thing, mm-hmm. which is a horror suspense. Yeah. A, a um, film about a virus that infects people and causes paranoia. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one... Yeah, that's so that's the one with Kurt Russell yeah. in Antarctica. Oh, okay. And it's like, a, it's a... 
you know, people start going crazy and killing each other and like, like something's in here with us situation, which mm. an apt reference to me making with, you know, sound yeah. design. So uh, the boys pull up and they head over to this guy who Sam recognizes from his vision, working on a fishing pole on his porch. They ap- approach with a good morning and Dean introduces them as Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard, U.S. Marshals. Uh, ZZ Top. Yeah, there's ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they they walk up in their street clothes. Yep. Yeah. I was like... And claim to be U.S. Marshals. Yeah, not sure how U.S. Marshals... I've never actually seen a U.S. Marshal. No, I, I don't, don't know how, they would, how dress, they would dress, but I, I don't believe it would be that way. I don't, I don't know if... I mean, and plain clothes officers in general dress in suits. Yeah. As far as I know, or, you know, work clothes. These are just regular street. They're regular street clothes. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like a, a Dean walks up with his necklace on. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. got like an yeah. amulet. <laughs> his his, his uh, yeah, his amulet on his rings. His yeah, yeah very I professional. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely U.S. Marshals. They're looking for a young man matching the description of the young man in Sam's vision, and the fisherman has definitely has a look of recognition. Yeah. He's like, what did he do? He's like, well, Sam's like, well, we're looking for someone else, but we think that he could help us. And Dean's like, yeah, he's not in any trouble yet. <laughs> yet. He's <laughs> like, I think I know. I think you know who he is, Master Sergeant. He looks at this guy's forearm and sees a tattoo and recognizes it. My dad was in the Corps. He was a corporal. And they have a little exchange about the specifics. You know, Dean trying to establish a little rapport before, you know, Sam jumps in with like, so can you help us? And like, if we're, if, you know, we're looking at this as like a D&D mechanics thing. Yeah. Right? Sam is the one making the persuasion check and Dean assisted, which is smart because we yeah. know when Dean tries to do the persuasion check, it doesn't, doesn't go well. Work. But Dean can give assistance with it. Yeah. And Sam can succeed in a charisma check. That's what I was saying. Smart. Yeah, that's what I was writing down. Yeah, this is called giving advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm going to take the help action. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to assist with this uh, by establishing a little rapport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not be taking the helm on this charisma check. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's there's a pause before the sergeant says he knows the kid, matching that description, Dwayne Tanner. So Sam... Um, in reference, in the, talking about the description, there's a, the kid has a scar on his forehead, and Sarge says he recognizes it, and he's like, but I know him, I know this kid, Dwayne Tanner, good kid, keeps his nose clean, and Dean's like, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, do you know where he lives? <laughs> and Sarge gives them the directions, the boys walk away, and Sarge watches them go. Yeah, sort of suspiciously. At the other side of the square, Sam sees carved into like a utility pole the word Croatoan. And Sam's like, Dean, my look, God. look at this. You know, Roanoke, the lost colony. No. Like, Dean, did you pay any attention in history? It's like, yeah, shot her around the world. How Bill becomes a law. You know. You know. <laughs> Sam's like, that's not school. That's Schoolhouse Rock. It's like, uh uh-huh. Like, oh, isn't that funny? Dean got all his education from watching TV. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Ha ha. It's not. It's really sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little sad. Um, We get a Roanoke lore drop. Mm -hmm. I remember learning about Roanoke in uh, seventh grade. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
Sam gives us, like, the opening paragraph to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roanoke was one of the first English colonies in the Americas, and they disappeared, leaving the word Croatoan behind. And Sam's like, no one knows what happened, and it's a mystery. (gasps) Here's the thing. We do know what happened. Wait, really? (laughs) Kind of. Okay. Um, There were a lot of problems with this colony. Yeah. The number one thing being they didn't bring enough supplies with them. Gotcha. And there was really nothing, like, mysterious about their disappearance. They ran out of food and jo- and moved in with the local indigenous population. <laughs> <laughs> the word Croatoan, the, there's the Roanoke, it's all in and around like the Chesapeake Bay, I think. Yeah. Ro- Ro- the Roanoke colony is on like a sort of islandy part of the peninsula out there. There's a bunch of like islands loosely connected by very shallow water. A nearby island is Croatoan Island. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. That's where they went. <laughs> so they wrote down and where then, they were going. Yeah, and then like like, you know, later there are, you know, accounts of all of these, you know, indigenous kids with European features like, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes. It's like oh. where where could they have come from? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's a mystery. Anyway, I think it's the supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think that's what's going on here. Whatever I saw in my vision wasn't good. So they are suggesting that, like, well, maybe it wasn't something like famine or um, a, a raid or disease. It was maybe it was something like sinister and supernatural. <laughs> got them. So they're like, maybe we should get help. We need Bobby or Ellen or something. And Dean's like, you know, like, yeah, that's a good idea. So he pulls his phone out and he's like, I don't have a signal. Sam's like, I don't either. So Dean goes to a payphone and the line's dead. And he's like, you know, if I was gonna massacre a town, that would be my first step. Cut off Cut off communication. It's like, yeah. Yup. Mm-hmm. Um, I do just want to <laughs> draw attention real quick to Sam saw a word carved on a utility pole. Yeah. yeah. That's not and very... It, instead of being like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> like, like, I... Oh, this must be what's whoa, happening. This must oh my be God. what is happening. That is such a wild That's a leap. leap. Because, so... Because he doesn't know that we're going to have mean, an issue with the town disappearing. maybe it's his vibes. <laughs> maybe he's got It could some be vibes. his vibes. Because he does sure. get vibes. He, we, he does get vibes. They're rarely addressed. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but he gets vibes. We, he doesn't know that the town is going to disappear. He only knows what is happening in his vision, which is Dean shoots somebody. Yeah. And there's a lot of very stressed people in a medical center. Yeah. He, he sees, known. so they're like, okay, thinking about, like, we've got a, there might be something demonic going on, who knows? And he sees the word Croatoan carved into, into a utility pole. Why? <laughs> Why is that the leap he makes? He's like, it's all connected. It's all connected. He could just be, I mean, I know that he's a history buff. Yeah. Okay. So he could be a, be, a big conspiracy guy. So he could have been, like, Croatoan. <gasps> Oh my god, Dean. Oh my god, is this that, happening? That's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Dean. Dean. Dean, that's what's happening. Dean. Oh my god, Dean. It's like, that's a wild leap of logic to make, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we are just shy of saying it's, it's aliens, like, my dude. <laughs> like, Sam, that's such a bad thing to happen, but you're fanboying right now. He's like, yeah, he, yeah, he did that with the serial killer yeah, situation, yeah, too. Yeah, like, oh my god. Oh my god, Dean. We're gonna fight. The ghost of a serial killer. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to meet him in person. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I get to... Maybe I, I'll get like, to keep some of his blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gross. So, the boys go to investigate this uh, Dwayne Tanner guy. They, appro- they roll up to a 
Pacific Northwest looking house, country house. The sign on the door. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't read it. It like flashed it's, too soon or uh, too quick. It said, born to fish, forced to work. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the with a horseshoe for luck. Yeah. Now, you the horseshoe was the wrong way around. I didn't for most mostly for luck you want the points of the horseshoe pointed up yeah because the luck is stored in the horseshoe yeah and if it's tilted upward it'll drip out mm. you say this like it's real <laughs> i say that? this like it's supernatural lore yeah <laughs> it's it, a horseshoe is a lucky symbol if the points are pointed up usually i have seen a couple instances where like the theory was that like the horseshoe was generating luck yeah and it was like it would drip out on you as you passed through an entryway oh okay so it's really so the I, it depends on your belief if the horseshoe generates luck or if there is luck stored in the horseshoe through years of use yeah so whether or not you want it to drip out of the horseshoe there's also you know horseshoes are made of iron and iron is protective against magical things yeah Yeah. all you know yeah tied into it but generally speaking this horseshoe was the wrong way around (laughs) Yeah. yeah they knock on the door and a teenage kid answers. They're like, hi, and we're looking for Dwayne Tanner. He lives here, right? He's like, he's my brother. <laughs> uh, can we talk to him? He's not here right now. He went on a fishing trip by Roslyn Lake. Sam's like, so are your parents home? And he's like, yeah, they're inside. And we hear the dad from down the hall, like, Jake, who is it? And this shorter, balding man appears. Dean introduces them as U.S. Marshals. He's like, we're looking for your son, Dwayne. Dad's like, oh, he's not in trouble, is he? He's like, no, we just got to ask him a couple of routine questions, that's all. Any idea when he'll be back from his trip? And dad's like, oh, I'm not sure. It's like, maybe your wife knows. She's not home right now. She's not home. Dean has been leading the, Dean has been leading the conversation so far. And Sam, like, from the moment the door opens, is giving off big, I am suspicious energy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's just staring at them both with narrowed eyes and a clenched jaw. It's like, that's, mm. hello, hello. <laughs> yep, yep. Hello. If they were anybody else and this wasn't supernatural, it's it like, would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your wife would know. It's yep. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, Kit, uh, hi. hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello, sir. That's, that's a lot of energy coming from you. And the dad's like, oh, no, she's not here. And oh. Dean's like, oh, well, your son said she was. And he kind of looks at him. He's like, oh, did I? Stephen was like, is this kid high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two observations. This kid he did, looks he, high. He he's does. like, he's like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Jake, this kid Jake, he's like, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And he did not say, yes, my mom's inside. No, so they my said, parents, are your parents, parents here? Home? Yes. yes, they're inside. He didn't specify, it's just my dad home, because yeah. that would be kind of a weird... He's like, yeah, they're my parents. I don't, yeah, just I don't, my dad. This really yeah. isn't the gotcha, I think, no, that they're saying they it, it is. is. I could absolutely see me making that slip. Yeah, of or like, like are you, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh wait. well, well, actually, no. So I could absolutely see like me making this mistake. Like, yeah, my parents are home. Mom went shopping. Yep. Yeah, just my dad is here. So it's they're like, gotcha. You're lying. Yeah, like, no, I would totally. Yeah, no, <laughs> I could do, be a mistake that anyone because makes. half even, the time I have no idea where my where mom and dad are. No, they don't. They don't leave notes. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like, are they home? like? I think so. Like, and I, they're like, wait, like, actually, they're like, not. Like, yeah. I, like I took a nap and I, they were expecting them to be home, yeah. but they're not home. Who knows where they are? I don't know. Yeah, when mom comes home. And she's like, where's dad? Like, and I'm know. listening to music and I'm like... He's gone? <laughs> yeah, is like, he gone? Is he? She's like, did he tell you to walk the dog? I'm like, yes. She's like, have you? I'm like, yes. And she's like, 
Well, then where is he? I'm like, <laughs> no he idea. Might nope. be in his office. I he thought I thought he was. I thought he was playing Borderlands for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I saw him, he was playing Borderlands. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> tell you. No, no idea. And we're not high. So. No. No. <laughs> So on top of that, not the gotcha. I think they're they're acting like it is. But even yeah. so, I was still super suspicious of him. Well, sure, because it's supernatural. Yeah, and we, and we have a limited amount of time to get there. <laughs> and Jay was just ask, acting weird. Yeah, yeah. Did I? He yeah. answered like, the door. It yeah. was almost sinister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, either extremely sinister or, or just high. high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if these were real people. That kid's high. That kid's high. These are not, though. It's so that, kid, that, kid's, that kid's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. like, yeah, so it, when Dwayne gets back, is there a number that he can call you at? And Dean's like, you know, we'll just check in with you later. Yeah. So they walk down the stairs. They, cl- uh, they close the door. Dean's like, that was kind of creepy, right? And he's like... Little Stepford? Yeah. A little too Stepford, which is a reference to a movie. Okay. Stepford. Stepford Wives. And a book. Yeah. Originally There's a like, book. Well, yeah, there's like two movies in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With... Oh, what's her name? Used to date Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Oh. That's the that's the, the 2004... Four. That's the one that they're making reference to, I think, because it came out... Could be. Well, Dean could very easily have seen the 1975 movie. Could be. Yeah. Which is a, I mean, both of them, a, you know, psychological horror film. Also Pleasantville feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like creepy suburb. Yeah. Cre- yeah. Creepy suburban family. Yeah, like too white. And it's like too hmm. nice, too normal. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, this was very creepy. So they stealth off around the side of the building to investigate. We see <laughs> a woman tied and gagged, and Jake puts his hands on her shoulders. This is where we... <laughs> and leans into her ear, and it's like, it's okay, Mom. It's not, not gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. I'm like, well, okay! Oh, uh, Jean uh, oh, oh, hello. Hello. Hello, sir. This is where I paused it, and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make me uncomfortable. Yeah. What? I was like, what's not gonna hurt? Please Ew. no. Please <laughs> no. Gross. But I was like, I don't want... I did it. I don't want uh, this to... Big, creepy, gross vibes. And the dad comes over with a big knife. Yeah. Cuts Jake's forearm, and he lets the blood drip down into the mom's open shoulder wound. The boys are watching from the window. And they're like, yep, this is demon stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like demons to me. Yeah, they break in and shoot the dad. It kind of does that slow-mo choppiness again. Yeah. yeah. They slow frame-by-frame read. Yeah, you know, break in, guns out, you know... Get, you know, you know, drop your weapon. We're federal officers, yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, not really. <laughs> we're just, we're just guys with guns. <laughs> uh, you know, but when they break in, the dad like freaks out and rushes them. Yeah, with, with a, a knife. knife. Dean, Dean specifically shoots, shoots him. him. The brother Jake takes off out the back and jumps out a window. Sam follows him. Just reminds me of but Penelope. What? Reminds me of Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> just guys jumping out windows. You know <laughs> We got him sneakers. Yep. <laughs> we got Dean sneakers to chase them. <laughs> so yeah, Jake you know jumps out the window and takes off, disappears into the trees. Sam has a shot. He could shoot him, but he chooses not to. He just he hesitates and then doesn't shoot him. And we go to commercial. So the boys bring uh, the mom 
to the medical clinic in town. Sam brings her inside while Dean, Dean goes to the trunk. Gets something out of a trunk. <laughs> Which That's... I think is the dad. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Dean. Because Sam, you know, brings the mom in, calls for a doctor. The nurse and the doctor come running out. Like, They're like, oh my god. explain this to them? Lead them inside. Yeah, and... she's been attacked. The doctor comes running. Bring her in. And Dean walks in with Mr. Tanner on his back, covered in a blanket. And doctor's like, is that? And he's like, Mr. Tanner? Yeah. And she's like, was he attacked too? He's like, uh, no, actually, he was the one doing the attacking. <laughs> Got himself shot. Got himself shot. She's like, uh, uh, okay. And he's like, she's like, you are? And he's like, U.S. Marshal, I- I'd show you my badge, but, <laughs> like, I'm carrying a man on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, bring him in. And I'm like, mm, no! <laughs> you just... This man has been shot and you don't have questions. Her, so the doctor's energy through the entire show Mm -hmm. is very like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be cool about this. Like a range of that. Just kind of like, you know, whatever to complete indecision and like choice paralysis. Everyone on this show was high, (laughs) but everyone had different reactions. Pam (laughs) was having like an anxiety attack. Yeah. As we see later. The doctor was She's just like just just okay. Okay. Okay, We're gonna roll with it. Yeah. Yep. Got to. This is weird. Yep. The (laughs) just very weird energy. Sarge is paranoid. Yeah. 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 He ate too many brownies. <laughs> and now he's paranoid. <laughs> Do you hurt? No. You? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad that it fits so yeah. well. They're this all just high. All explained by everyone. By everyone just accidentally <laughs> ate so, hot brownies. So, someone brought the wrong brownies to the bake sale. Yes! <laughs> yep. Dwayne? <laughs> oh my god. I think you That's the demon. <laughs> yeah. That was the plan all the along. The demon. It's that devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The demon was just like. The demon was the devil's lettuce at, lettuce. The, ba- at the big sale. All along. <laughs> The demon was the demon, demon. devil's lettuce inside the brownies all, all along. along. <laughs> Yeah, that fits a little too well. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad that it fits so well. <laughs> so. So we're in the doctor's office, or the, uh, like, the examination room, and the doctor is like, wait, so Jake helped your son, Jake? And this woman, Beverly, is like, they beat me, they tied me up. And Pam is like, I don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe this. Like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Doctor is like, shush, Pam. Like, no, that's not how you deal with a victim. But like, like are you? I don't believe you. <laughs> like, are you a um, nursing student? Like, yeah. yeah. Have you ever what dealt you, with patients before? And trauma, or like, who who let her in here? <laughs> Um, the doctor's like, do you have any idea why they would act this way? Any history of chemical dependence? And she, Beverly's like, no, of course not. Like, I don't know why. One moment they were my husband and son, and the next they had the devil in them. <laughs> and Sam and Dean look at each other like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dean's like, we've got to talk at Sam. And they walk away. We didn't see any smoke in them. Yeah, what do you think? Multiple demons, mass possession. Yeah, they start running down potential options. And Dean's like, 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 if it's a possession, there could be more. We don't know how many. He makes a specific reference here. It could be like a freaking Shriner convention. Do you know what that is? No. So 
the Shriners. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Or Shriner Hospital? It sounds familiar. Yeah. So it's a, it is a group. It is a hmm, kind of like a Freemason-like group. Okay. That is mostly well known for its hospital and charity work, like children's hospitals. Okay. Uh, but they have these conventions where there's like, there's usually a parade involved. Hmm. <laughs> And there's like a like very you know loud party cars. <laughs> it's when, when there's a when there is a Shriner convention. It's a big loud party. Is the other thing they're known for. And also wearing fezes, I think. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't really get it. But the, I think part of like part of the the, the appeal of the group is is it's a like Masonic society. Mm-hmm. So there's some like or in a, like a there's like a initiation ritual and, oh. and stuff. So gotcha. You know. It's like it's like being in a secret society, but they do a lot of charity work, I think. But Dean's like, so they if these are demons, right? So we don't know how many are here. They could be taking the town, taking out the town from the inside. And Sam's like, we didn't see any of the typical signs of possession, though. No demon smoke, none of the other usual signs. Nobody said anything about like smelling sulfur. That's that sort of thing. Yeah. And Dean's like, well, something turned him into a monster. And then he's like, like, and like, hey, listen, you could have taken out the other one mm-hmm. if you were, and that there would be, you know, a little less for us to worry about. Seems like, sorry, I hesitated. It was a kid. And Dean's like, no, it wasn't it. And he making his mm. ever important distinction between monstrous and like human. And us and them working in the the black and white person versus thing, make which makes it a lot easier for him and splitting it into the, you know, us versus them, mm-hmm. human versus monster. Nancy doesn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes in. Sam's like, how's the patient? And she's like, terrible. What happened out there? And they're like, ah, I don't know. And she and this is like the one time that she's not chill. She's yeah. like, you just killed my next door neighbor. And I'm like, if she believes that they're marshals, why is she talking to them like that? Yeah. This is, yeah. It was very weird. Uh, and he, Dean's like, we didn't have a choice. And Doctor's like, well, maybe so, but we need the county sheriff, the coroner, you know, and, and Sam's like, well, all the phones are down. And uh, the doctor's like, well, tell me you've got a police radio in the car. And they're like, well, yeah, we do, but it, it crapped out when everything else did. And see, I don't know if they do have a police radio in the car no. or if they're, or just, they're lying just lying about it. To be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> we, just, just, we do, but, you know, we it's do. Broken. It also does not work. <laughs> so we can't we can't help you with we that. Help. <laughs> like, how far is it to the next town? 40 miles down to Sidewinder. Which is a specific reference to The Shining, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so Dean's like, okay. I'm going to go to get some help. Splitting the party. We're going to split the party. Yep. <laughs> and he's going to leave Sam here to keep everybody safe. She's like, keeping us safe from what? He's like, we'll get back to you on yeah. that. <laughs> so it zooms, the next scene, it zooms in on a license, Oregon license plate. That's WTF 4C7. But I thought it was... Yeah. Like, yeah, that, yeah. It's, what the fuck? It, yes. Is it supposed to be? WTF, yes. <laughs> it's, they put that there on purpose. Okay. Really? Just for fun. Just for funsies. Remember we had a license plate that said, like, Crip The Crip. The, the Crip. Yeah. They, they... Is it a... It's... Okay. It's, it's, it's the it, closest they can get to a what the fuck. Yeah. And they are... Supernatural's known for having goofy license plates. 
Yeah. Just just little East, the license plates are a common place to find Easter eggs in Supernatural. So as Dean, you know, pulls out of town, there's a couple of people standing there watching him pull out of town. Yeah. And then as Dean's driving through this, you know, the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Dean comes upon a car that is stopped in the road, windows smashed in, bullet holes through the windshield. Blood and glass everywhere. And he's Dean- got his like shotgun. He's investigating. And, and he sees he's a touching. knife. He's touching stuff. He touching sees a knife on the ground. It. And he picks it up with his bare hands. I'm like, ah. And Stephen was like, why? <laughs> why would he, he do that? Why is he like, touching he, it? He walked into the room and was like, with his bare hands? <laughs> First of all, we we know that this has been an issue of him leaving fingerprints at crime, at crime scenes. scenes across the country. Dean wasn't even involved in this, no, no. and he just left his fingerprints at this crime scene just just because, just for fun. <laughs> so first of all, Dean, we've talked about this. <laughs> The police have talked to you about this. Specifically, the police have talked to you about leaving your fingerprints places. You've got to stop that, bud. (laughs) Secondly, knowing what we know about this episode. Oh, yeah. You want to touch the blood? He doesn't know yet. But knowing what we know, if he had any minor abrasion, abrasion, paper cut on his fingers, that would have been it for him. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Please stop touching things. You just touched a bloody knife. Even in a in the real world where we don't have to worry about demon viruses. You can still worry about other bloodborne issues. There are lots of diseases transmitted by blood. Don't just touch random bloody things. Yeah. It, that's extremely unsafe. <laughs> Back at the med- medical clinic, Sam is just like hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the corpse of Mr. Tanner. Yeah. He's just hanging out with a corpse. The doctor is looking through a microscope at uh, Mr. Tanner's blood and she's like, his lymphocyte percentage is pretty high. He was fighting an, a viral infection. Can't say for sure what kind of virus. And I've never heard of a virus that leaves this weird residue. It's like sulfur. It's like, huh. Sam's like, aha, sulfur. <laughs> we have our demon connection. We didn't smell it because it's in the blood. <laughs> Which, and like, listen, I was not a biology major. I really don't know that much about blood. Yeah. Other than like, you know, what's been hey, talked about. platelets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than like what's been talked to, you know, what, I, what was covered in like high school biology. Yep. And what's talked about on like medical podcasts that I like Sawbones mm-hmm. and other science podcasts like SciShow. Yep. So I don't, I'm not like a blood expert. <laughs> so if you are a listeners, if you are a blood expert, could you yeah. email us and let us know what happens if you have just sulfur in your blood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be an issue. I think, I don't know a lot about it, but I think perhaps. That could cause some problems. I mean... <laughs> what would happen if you just have sulfur in your blood? I had iodine in my blood. Well, some things are non-reactive, and that's fine, but they are specifically measured so that, you know, your blood doesn't become too diluted. What if the demon knows... Biology. No. Well, <laughs> here, I mean... here is where we enter another issue, where it's magic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's magic so the demon can just do it. It's magic, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hand wave, there's sulfur in there. Mm-hmm. I, but I, what I want to know is from her perspective. Right. What would this actually do? She's like, huh, that, because her reaction is, well, that's weird. Yeah. Not, not, 
Oh, oh my, my god. god. Like how is how, how was he alive when he was right. infected? What could possibly have caused this, right? Email us and let us yeah. know. Have we gotten any email? No. We have not. Patricia, our email officer. Yep. <laughs> email <laughs> us. Even if it's just a hi. Just say hi. Yeah. Interact with us. <laughs> Even if it's just Josh. No. <laughs> just see just this say. is but this is part of the problem, right? So our listeners who have interacted with us so far know me personally and right. just they can just they text, text, they just text me. <laughs> so Which I also appreciate. Yeah. The immediate feedback. And I then I you know take a screenshot of the message and send it to the group. Mm-hmm. But for the listeners who don't have my personal phone number <laughs> <laughs> Email us. <laughs> so Dean is driving. He notices uh, so there's a bench in the road and it's the road is blocked by like three cars and six guys with guns uh he notices jake is there with a gun dean stops in the road and one guy comes up to dean's car and surprises him slams the roof of the car with his hand and it's like oh this isn't just a roadblock this is an ambush because that guy was like obviously hiding by the road yeah waiting for him to drive some whoever but whoever was yeah. trying to drive out of town to drive past so he could get up behind him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, sorry, road's closed. He's like, yeah, I can see that. Why? He's like, mm, quarantine. And Dean's like, wow, what is it? Guy's like, I don't know, something going around out there. Dean's like, who told you that? It's like, county sheriff. He's like, is he here? Like, I'd, I'd like to speak to him yeah. if he was here. He's like, no. like, no, he called. And I'm like, but the phones. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, he didn't call. He did not call. <laughs> the phones are down. And Dean's like, haha, well. Yeah, okay. Okay. Then. And the guy's like, see, so get out of the car and we'll we'll talk a little. And Dean's like, well, you are a handsome devil, but I don't swing that way. Sorry. And that is an interesting thing yeah. to say. I was like, I paused and I went, Dean. 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 That's the that's what you jumped to? That's the assumption? <laughs> I, mean, and I, was, I mean, he's making a joke because he's obviously like, <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. The man's like, I'd sure appreciate it if you got out of the car for a minute. And Dean, there's a pause. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I bet you, you would. would. <laughs> he looks at him for a second. Mm-hmm. Yup. <laughs> Tire screech. Dean hits the gas in reverse. And the guy is hanging on, hanging on to yeah. the window. Uh, the other guy starts shooting at Dean. He swings the car around and throws, like, flings the guy off and drives away. Dean escapes. Back at the medical clinic, Sam and the doctor talk to Beverly um, about the virus that Mr. Tanner had and that Jake probably had, too, based on his behavior. And Beverly's like, I don't understand. Are you saying my husband and Jake had a disease? Like, that's what we're trying to figure out. So during the attack, did you have any contact with their blood? Um, She's like, oh my god, you don't think I got the virus, do you? She's like, I don't know what to think, but let's take a blood sample. Beverly sighs. And I'm like, here's the thing. We saw them pour his blood on her shoulder. And so did Dan... Damn. <laughs> Dan. 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 Dan and Sam. Yeah, saw them. So Sam is in the room right now. Yes. And could have been like, yes, she had. She did. Direct contact. Direct with the, contact with, with blood. the blood. I saw it. So he's not saying anything, which is no, weird. No, he's just standing there. And maybe he's just like completely zoned out. Yeah. Zoned out. Beverly puts her hand on the doctor's hand for a second and then grabs the doctor's hand and kind of hulks out. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, just freaks out, throws 
throws the doctor to the ground. Tur- grabs Sam. Sam and th- picks him up <laughs> and throws him across the room into a glass cabinet. She grabs a weird frame rate again. Yeah, weird like yeah. slow-mo frame rate. Where she grabs a scalpel and charges Sam, who hits her over the head with so- with like a fire a tank, like a fire extinguisher. It could have been a f- it wasn't red. No. I think it was like an oxygen tank. tank. Yeah. Okay, a big canister, metal canister of some kind, hits her real hard in the head and yeah. drops her. Goes down. That would have killed her? Could have. It could have. If he hit her hard enough to knock her out just in one go, could have killed her. She certainly has a concussion. Yeah. Um, Why isn't she profusely bleeding? It wouldn't necessarily... I mean, she's probably bleeding internally. She... Yeah. She, she it wouldn't have necessarily broken the skin. And it kind of went like between like on her neck. It was like her shoulder, her neck and her the side of her face. It kind of went like right in the corner there. So it was like it was like a very violent Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah. <laughs> that made her just go unconscious. But yeah. I don't think it went like directly into her head. Right. We're back with Dean and he's driving back into town. He's looking around and then he looks he looks around and then he looks front and he stops short because there's Sarge with a rifle. Our man our Fisherman from the beginning, and he's like, "Hands where I can see them." <laughs> and Dean's like, "Son of a!" And he, he's like, "Get out of the car! Out of the car!" He's like, "Crap! Okay, easy there, big guy." And Dean quickly, like, he gets out of the car and then raises and cocks his gun. And he's like, yeah. "You! You put it down! You lower it now! No, you put it down!" This whole time, I'm just like, <laughs> just, just everyone pointing at each other, yeah. <laughs> and pointing at himself. So there's a lot of yelling back and forth. Are you one of them? No, no are you? No. no, you could be lying. So, so are you. And He's like, okay, okay, we can do this this all day. (laughs) All day. So let's just take it easy before we kill each other. Sarge is like, what's going on with everybody? And Dean's like, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, my neighbor, Mr. Rogers. He's like, yeah, you've got a neighbor, neighbor named Mr. Rogers. And he's it's like, like, not anymore. He came at me with a hatchet. I put him down. And it's like, that, not, <laughs> not the time Dean in. Oh, goodness. Yep. And he's not the only one. It's happening to everyone. And he's like, okay, I'm headed to Doc's place. There's still some people left. And Sarge, Sarge is like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Which, like, which like reasonable. Fair. Yeah. Fair. But fair Dean's enough. like, uh, the road. Roads, they've got a roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't believe you. And he's like, fine. Yeah, stay here. Be my guest. So, so Dean gets back in the car with a gun trained on Sarge. Sarge wavers before relenting and gets in next to Dean with his gun on Dean. <laughs> and Dean's like, well, this ought to be a relaxing ride. <laughs> and he tra- <laughs> Both got their guns on each other, and Dean pulls away. Back at the medical clinic, the nurse and the doctor are having a conversation, and the nurse is, like, in panic mode. Like, what if we all go crazy? Yep. And the doctor's like, you've got to calm down. Yeah. And Pam is like, I've got to go. My boyfriend's still out there. I've got to make sure he's okay. So, Which, okay, we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. We'll get there when we get there. We get there when we get there. <laughs> so she you know, goes to take off and Sam follows her and he's like, listen, I know you're upset, but it's really not safe for you out there. You've got to stay here. Help is on the way. Help is on the way, dear! We, and we hear, like, at that moment, the sound of the Impala roaring up. And Sam's like, oh, thank God. Dean is here. Yes, Sam. Let me open up. So Sam lets Dean and Sarge in. And he's like, did you guys get to a phone? And he's like, nope, roadblock. And he sends Sarge in to see the doc. Yeah, Dean hangs back to talk with Sam. And Sam's like, what's going on out there, Dean? And he says, I feel like Chuck Heston in The Omega Man. Another very specific, very specific movie reference. Yeah. The Omega Man is a 1971 sci-fi movie, which involved an experimental 
experimental vaccine. Let's see. Due to an experimental vaccine, this doctor character is the only survivor of an apocalyptic war, with the exception of a few hundred deformed nocturnal people who are also homicidal maniacs. When, when did 28 Days Later come out? That was much more recent than 1971. No, I mean, like, uh, compared to Supernatural. 2002. Oh, okay. okay. So it had come out already. Yeah. So they could have made a reference. But at this point, we're not dealing with zombies. Yeah. We're dealing with intentioned killings. And it, it, they're they're not out of their mind, out of control. They seem to be acting with some, some level of intention. Yeah. I guess. For now. So he, he's making a reference to another specific virus gone wrong situation. Yeah. Sam is like, the doctor thinks it's a virus. And I think she might be right. I think the infected are trying to infect others with their with blood-to-blood contact. And the virus leaves traces of sulfur in the blood. A demonic virus. Great. Great. Yeah. And Sam's like, I've been poring over dad's journal. We need our handy dandy. Notebook. Notebook. Right. I found Roanoke. Dad had a theory about Croatoan. He thought it was a demon's name, a demon of plague and pestilence. So, yeah, so Sam drops some supernatural lore, sometimes known as a deva or a chef. I just did like a quick two minute Google, and both of those do reference bad things. Okay. <laughs> well, we so, about a deva. We know what devas are, though. We, yeah, we've referenced devas before, so I don't know if we are going back on deva. Forgetting what for, those are. Forgetting that we already brought up deva, because that. We was linked to the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the shadow monsters. So a little inconsistent. A little bit. Maybe they're trying to say that it's sort of the same. No, he's saying specifically that the demon named Croatoan could be this demon Deva or Reshef, mm. demon of you know plague and pestilence. But before we. We were talking about the shadow monsters. The Deva were like shadow demon things. Um, yeah. So a little inconsistent. Yeah. So they're like, okay, great. Well, what do we do now? Yeah. And Dean is like, why here and why now? Why not here? Why not now? And then Sarge is like, they've got one in here. <laughs> the boys go in and he's like, the wife, she's infected. We can't just let, leave her in there. The longer we wait, the stronger she'll get. So Dean cocks his gun and goes in. He knows them personally. He does. Why? Why did he? Why did why, he say Beverly? Why did he say Beverly? He. So is he based on now he's killed? Had to kill a number of his neighbors. Oh, he's trying to distance himself from yeah, them. Yeah, that that's Maybe. what yeah. I would guess in the context of like you know like what like what's happening in the story. Yeah. Why they wrote it that way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why did, oh, did the writers just forget they named her Beverly? Yeah. And then in the very next scene, Pam is like, you're going to kill Beverly Tanner? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, the only explanation there that I can think of is that he is, Sarge is, you know, distancing himself. These are, it's the enemy. Yeah. It's, and it's not human. It's a thing. And we've got to kill them. Got to get that car- car- compartmentalization going. So, yeah. Dean, no hesitation. Ready's his gun. Marches in. Sam is like, doctor, like, is there a cure for this? She's like, I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. And Sarge's like, you know, it's a matter of time before she breaks through that door. And Pam is like, you know, you can't shoot her like an animal. <laughs> She's just like, she is a person. Yep. Please. So the boys and Sarge ready their guns and post up at the door. Sam unlocks it. Dean and Sarge burst in to find Beverly huddled in the corner. And she says to, to Sarge by name, calls him Mark, you know, begging and crying. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And insists that it's one of them. Yeah, they're infected. Not me. Please, Mark, you know me. Like, they locked me in here. They tried to kill me. And Mark is looking kind of emotional about this. 
but he's still got his gun raised. He's like, I, I, I can't. Like, I, I, I want to believe you, but yeah. I can't. Uh, like, all that compartmentalization just doesn't work when she's there crying and begging him yeah. for her life. And Dean checks with Sam, like, are you sure she's one of them? And Sam, frowny face, very quiet. Yeah, he looks a little furious right there. He's just kind of like, hmm, yeah. And like, hmm. So Dean shoulders past Sarge and fires three shots. Mm-hmm. All he, he just needed that quick confirmation from Sam. Like, yep, okay. Now we got a commercial. <laughs> Back, so we're still in the med center. We see Sarge and the boys arming and preparing themselves. Sarge is looking through the blinds out at the street. Yeah, There are like three people out there just staring back at him. Mm-hmm. And it is very creepy. Yeah. It's very creepy. Like people are starting to gather outside and just stare at them. Further in the building we hear glass shattering. The boys rush in to find the nurse with broken glass and blood on the floor and she's panicking. So oh God. Like is there any on me? Am I okay? The doctor's like you're clean. You're okay. Like how she knows. No. No. There, there, I don't there know. Are There's pro- no way. There are there are protocols for spills like this yeah. where you might have been come in contact with something dangerous. Mm-hmm. You get in the shower. Yeah. You strip. Scrub. You scrub. You strip everything. You check yourself for shattered glass. You do so very carefully. If you think you got any in your eyes, like like from Splash, she should go to an eye wash station. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do any of this. She just stands there panicking and the doctor's like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Stop worrying about it. And then she's like, okay. And she like touches her face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, no! no! Don't do that! If you had any on your glass, you just rubbed it in your eyes. So Sam Sam points out that they really they can't stay here. This is not like a long-term viable solution. They've got to get somewhere safe, like the roadhouse, and let people out there know what's going on. And Dean's, Dean agrees with another movie reference, Night of the Living Dead. Points out it doesn't, didn't exactly end well. Sarge is like, there's a problem, though, if we try to run. A lot of people around here are really good with guns. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and even with all your hardware, um, like, unless you've got some explosives, and Sam looks up on a shelf in the doctor's office and is like, well, mm, we could make some. Montage cocktail. And it's like, okay, Sam, we get it. You went to college. You took freshman chem lab. (laughs) (laughs) You know that some chemicals are flammable. They're not, like, the easiest thing to work with because it has to break. Yes. And if you just throw it and it doesn't have enough impact or doesn't, like, if it bounces off of a person's body and then hits the ground and doesn't break, it it doesn't catch on fire. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it, like, you know, at best, the the wick just keeps burning. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't explode. Or it just goes out. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, like, people, like, like, when you, you know, just, like, toss a match and then, like, all of the gasoline catches fire. Yeah, no. it, 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 it doesn't usually work like that. Gasoline and stuff like that's highly flammable, mm-hmm. but more often than not, the match just, the match just goes out. <laughs> yeah, because you've thrown it and the wind that it's yeah. created as it flies what through the air. What could work better is if you lay gasoline down, light the end of the wick on fire, and then break the bottle on the pavement far away. Like, throw... So that it breaks on the pavement. Well, if you're gonna do that, then just light it from where you from where it, you are. Like if you're making like a trail of gasoline or something, just well, light no, it from the other end. Not a trail of gasoline, like a pool of gasoline on so, the other side. Right. So now we're t- talking about like a, a different like trap scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not a you know a, like an offensive thing, which is what a Molotov cocktail is. Uh. But yeah, you have to throw throw those really hard. Yeah. Those those glass bottles, like if you're using yeah. a liquor bottle, that's thick. They're, they're or a dis- beer, some beer bottles. Yeah, those are thick. Like, have they're, you seen well, like Mark and Ethan uh, when they were pl- when they were going to like uh, one of those 
it's like a rage cage? Yeah, or? rage. Yeah, those like a uh, destroy room things that you can break. And they were trying to break the beer bottles. They kept on trying to smash them over and over again and like throw them at the walls like super hard. They were like, man, this is <laughs> this is really hard. Yeah, they're designed not to break mm-hmm. because they're glass bottles that have to survive like shipping. They're they're not they're supposed to not break. They're supposed to be hard to break. So just be like, we got this. We're gonna line up this. It's like someone's idea of yeah. what a, a a good, like, apocalypse situation is for them. Like, oh, I got it. We're gonna make Molotov cocktails. Really think, mm, yep, mm-mm. Not that easy. Not that easy. I mean, if the, if it's like just a bunch of brick walls and you got someone that's like got super good aim and like really strong muscles, maybe... Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, is the brick going to catch fire? No. No. <laughs> no, you just made a, just made a little fire. Brick. You just made a little fire. Yeah, brick walls and tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> a field of dry grass and chest high walls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Perfect. <laughs> just what I need. We hear the front from the front door. Hey, let me in. Please let me in. And Sarge is like, it's Dwayne Tanner. Well, I'm like, why did you let him in? They just let they him just in. They just let him in. No question. I guess Sarge is like, oh, it's so why. conflicted. He's so messed up about all this. I don't know. That he knows in his heart Dwayne's a good kid. So but I'm it like, should be Sam fine. And Dean didn't throw but a fit at first. They just kind of like, no, they kind of let him in. Just, just let him in. Dean confirms with Sam that this is the guy he kills in the future. Yes. Like, this guy that I like. And so he stops him and sends him in to see the doctor for a once-over. So she calls for Pam, and they, they go to check him out. Dwayne fills them in on his side of the story. He was he says he was out on a fishing trip by Rosalind Lake. He came back this afternoon to see a specific named character, who we never see. Yeah, Roger. <laughs> Roger. Roger McGill. Uh, dragged out of his house by people they know who started cutting him with knives. So he ran off and has been hiding in the woods ever since. And he asks if anyone has seen his parents. And yeah. He's like, awkward. Awkward. And I'm like, Dean! Read the you room! You killed both of them! Yeah, it's awkward. So read the room! Jesus, Dean. Gotta make a joke about it, huh? Like, you, oh, do, do you ha- feel like you have to make a joke, you know, because you're, you're feeling awkward? Literally, everyone in this situation feels bad, Dean. Stop. Watch your tone. The doctor finds a gash on Dwayne's leg. And everyone in the room gets immediately very tense. He was like, I, I was running. I must have tripped. Must have tripped. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Interesting that you were also so specific about your story up until this point. Oh, yeah, I must have. Oh, I must have tripped. tripped. And I'm like, you're... You would have noticed. Mm. You would think. You'd think. So Dean gives the order to tie him up. Dwayne starts to get up and Dean pulls his gun on him and orders him back down. Sarge, apologetic. He's like, we got to be careful. And Dean, very aggressive. Like, did they bleed on you? And Dwayne's like, what? (laughs) What? 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 No, what the hell? No. Sam's like, is that to the doctor? Like, is there any way for us to know for sure? And the doctor's like, I've studied the blood work backwards and forgetfulness. forwards. Dwayne's like, my mom? Wait here. Like, like, we're just not going to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, It took three hours for the virus to incubate. There's no way to know until he turns. Yeah, sulfur didn't appear in the blood work until then. So (laughs) she she specifically says until he turns. Yep. Which... Like, that's a very zombie way to say it. Yeah. If he's just been injured out in the woods or whatever and he hears like we won't know until he turns it's like are you saying i'm gonna turn into a zombie yeah what excuse me 
So Sam pulls Dean aside while Sarge ties Dwayne up. Sam is like, this is my vision. It's happening, like, right now. And you can't kill him. Not yet. Uh, And Dean's like, you know, this guy shows up out of nowhere, cut on his leg. His whole family's infected. So I have to kill him. And Sam is like, we should keep him tied up. Just wait and see. And Dean's like, why? Like, for him to hulk out and infect somebody else. He's like, I'm not happy about this, but it's a tough job and you know that. Sam's like, it's supposed to be tough. We're supposed to struggle with this. Like, these are not supposed to be easy decisions. We're, we're talking about killing somebody. Yeah. This, that's not supposed to be an easy call for anybody. Dean's like, well, what, what is what is that that bias? And Sam's like, a clear conscience. Dean's and like, it's too late for that. It's like, that's whoo, interesting, sir. <laughs> all right. That's, that's, we... Now we don't have time to unpack all of that. And Sam's like... What happened to you? You might be killing an innocent man and you don't even care. You're not acting like yourself, Dean. You're act. He, he says, you, you know what? You're acting like one of those things out there. Dean sort of throws Sam across the room against the wall and walks out. And locks Sam in the room. And locks the door. And Sam is like, don't do it. Like you, you open this door, but don't, don't kill him. Why are, don't kill him. And we see the vision start to play out. Mm-hmm. We see Dean readying his gun in the hall and marching into the 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 bed bay uh we see Dwayne tied to the chair starting to beg and the lines playing out from the other characters and there is a long hesitation before dean can't do it and he storms out of the room yeah we got a couple shots on dean's finger on the trigger almost pulling it and then he's like damn it you know and lowers the gun he can't do it so Dwayne relaxes yeah <laughs> so our next scene is uh, Sam and Dean making bombs. <laughs> yep. And the doctor can report uh, it's been more than four hours and Dwayne's blood is still clean. So yeah, the doctor is like, I don't think he's infected. I'd like to untie him if that's all right. And there's a long pause and Sam goes, sure, yeah. And the doctor leaves. And Sam turns to Dean and is like, why didn't you do it? And Dean deflects. He's like, we need more alcohol. (laughs) And I'm like, do you? Like, you need some more alcohol in in you? Treat an outside wound with rubbing alcohol. You treat an inside wound with drinking alcohol. Science. So, so Sam doesn't continue to press. He goes, goes to get it. And while he's in there getting the alcohol, checks on Pam, asks her. Yeah. How How are you holding up? Good. It'll all be over soon. What? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? Closes the door and locks it. Sam is in his own world, apparently. He's like, how you holding up? I don't really care. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. He's like, how you holding up? As just like something Something to to say. say. He's clear. He is He's on a mission. He's on the alcohol. And thinking about like, okay, how am I going to get Dean to open up about his problems? Yeah. How am I going to get Dean to have a conversation with me? Is like, and and, like, what's going on with the situation? Just like, oh, heck. And and, like, yeah. Does not register. No. That, that Doesn't hear her lock the door. That there's a fr- He turns around and she's standing between him and the now locked door. And she's like, in fact, I've been waiting for this the whole time. And he's like, what? For what? <laughs> she like, goes, to get you alone. And for a second, I was like, okay, like, they they really should have done this differently. She was so concerned about her boyfriend, boyfriend. that they should have been like, oh, my family's out there. And then she could have been flirty with Sam the whole time. And then like, oh, I got to get you alone. And then he could be like, what? Like, are you are you flirting with me? And then she could hulk out and be like, ah, like, I'm here plot to twist. Kill, I'm, I'm here, here to, to kill, kill you. you. But yeah. the, it was weird for her to say like, oh, I'm, I'm here to get you alone. And I was like, 
what? <laughs> the way she said it was like, very odd. Get you yeah, they they should. I think you're absolutely right. They should have set it up differently. But my family is out there. Yeah, instead of she was so worried about her boyfriend and that specifically. Yeah, like my family, dog. my family, my dog, my, my dog is out there. My hamster. <laughs> I really need to check on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sh- yeah. It should have been, you know, my family. And then had, like, some... Or, like, or her, like, seeking comfort from Sam. Exactly. Because like, he was the one who follows her out when she's about to leave and says, like, hey, it's safer if you stay here. Yeah. And if she could be like, yeah, you know, I think you're right. Or, like, and then start to connect with him and feel right. that emotional connection or, like, that, that sympathetic thing that he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, and then the start of this where she's like, I wanted to get you alone. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Oh, oh yeah, right to yeah. talk because <laughs> you need to talk about so your about your hamster." She's like, "Yeah, about how I'm about to stab you." Yep, yep. It's like, "Oh, wait, like, what?" That. And we still could have gotten the what? Yeah. <laughs> wait, what? Like, still, st- Sam, the, like the rest of the scene could have wor- still worked. Yeah, of him not being aware of what's going on. No, no, just complete. Like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Which, like, we know... I mean, Sam's got to be so distracted because we've seen him with much more heightened senses and awareness before. Yeah. Uh, where he's been much more tuned into the situation. And vibes, man. Yeah, when he's been listening to vibes. Yeah. he He's just so focused on, like, whatever's going on with Dean right now that he's, like, completely blindsided by this. And little Pam hulks out, tackles Sam, cuts... Like, rips his shirt open, cuts his chest, cuts her hand, and bleeds on him. Really, it just smears it all in there. In it happens so quickly. Um, Dean and Sarge run to the door, and then she, yeah, she cuts Sam, cuts herself, and then Dean breaks the door down and shoots Pam in the back three times, and she topples to the See, side. Here's the thing: they don't care about ricochet or if the bullets might, I don't know, go through her. Yeah. Oh, and like hit Sam or something. Sam. Yeah. Right. Even if they didn't hit Sam. Uh, there's blood splatter from that. Yeah. On Sam. On Sam and his face and his mouth. If we're concerned about something that's transmitted by blood. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Even if she, so even if she didn't get to him with, you the know, cut. The, the cut, Dean potentially just contaminated the situation. Yeah. He should have come in with his, hey! Yeah. <laughs> I know! We didn't get the Dean, hey! Aw, oh, man. Aw, oh, man. And Dean goes to help Sam and Sarge stops him. And he's like, she bled on him. He's got the virus. And we go to commercial. We're still in Med Bay. And there is much arguing going on about what is about, what what is to be done with Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne and Sarge are like, you know the rules. The infected get shot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the rules that Sam, we just made up. That's the rules that I've just made up. <laughs> Sam is sitting there like a dog that just shit on the like <laughs> on the floor, on the floor. <laughs> in the house, and he's just kind of like, like mm, tail between his legs. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's sit- like, I know I'm infected. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> so Dwayne and Sarge are like, well, you know the rules. And Dean's like, okay, listen, if anyone tries to shoot my brother, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. <laughs> He's like, no one's shooting anyone. Dwayne's like, you were going to shoot me. And Dean's like, that is different. You're not my brother. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the rules only apply to everyone else. Yep. <laughs> The rules don't apply to me. And the doctor is just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. And like, ma'am, we're deciding if someone's about to live or die. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's 
she's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, not not the time to be wishy-washy. Yeah. Sam is like, you know, Dean, they're right. I'm infected. Give me the gun and I'll do it myself. I'm not going to become one of those things. And Dean's like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yep. Uh, no. <laughs> he's like, we've still got time. Sarge is like, time for what? I understand he's your brother, but I've got to take care of this. Yeah, and that's when Dean is like, yo, if you make a move on my brother, you'll be dead before you hit the floor. When he says that, you'll be dead before you hit the ground. He says, do you understand me? Do I make myself clear? Ooh. The tone. That's like a John. That's what I was about to say. It's like, well, hello there, John. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I'm pulling out the drill clear? sergeant. <laughs> do I make myself clear? <laughs> you best bring that extra long tape measure on account of my humongous balls. Yeah, he pulls out the, the drill sergeant voice on the sergeant. Yeah. And it's enough to, you know, stop the sergeant. It's like, well, what are we supposed to do? And there's a long pause because no one has any good ideas. And Dean throws Sarge the keys and he says, take my car. You've got the explosives. There's an arsenal in there and you two go with him talking to Dwayne and the doctor. And that's like, Dean gave him the keys to his Impala. Um, Sarge is like, what about you? And there's this long pause. And Sam is like, Dean, no. Like, you go with them. It's your only chance. And Dean's like, ah, you're not going to get rid of me that easy. I'm like, yeah, you got to throw a little joke in there, don't you? Gotta. He's uncomfortable. He's so uncomfortable. I am very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created in the studio today. Sarge is like, he's right. Come with us. And Dean just looks at him. He's like, no. And Sarge's like, okay, it's your funeral. So... Sergeant Dwayne leave. The doctor goes to leave and turns around and she's like, I'm sorry. Thanks for everything, marshals. And like, Dean is like, oh, yeah, we're not actually marshals. <laughs> she's like, oh. She goes, um, oh, like, okay. <laughs> Dean smiles and she leaves. Like, like. <laughs> so you just killed three people today, <laughs> sir. <laughs> You're just a guy with guns. <laughs> Like, what? Like, now I have so many more questions. This will go in my report. Uh. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so much more scared of you now, sir. That was not as comforting. I don't know what that was. No. And then she just leaves. Yeah. Like, I can't. can't I can't deal I can't, with I can't, this right now. I can't do this. The entire town went, like, crazy. I can't deal with this I right now. I can't do this. <laughs> Goodbye. Sam is tearing up. Dean closes and locks the door. And he's like, I wish we had, I wish we had a deck of cards, foosball table, or something. And he chuckles. And what follows is a very emotional scene between Sam and Dean, where Sam is begging Dean to get away. And Dean is like, no. <laughs> uh, Sam is begging Dean to give him a gun. <laughs> Just to make it easier on everybody, because he doesn't want to turn into a monster. And Dean's like, it's not going to happen. Just, you know, back and forth. Yeah, then Sam is like, you know, I'm sick. It's over for me. It doesn't have to be for you. You can keep going. And Dean, like, reflexively almost goes like, who says I want to? And Sam's like... And Sam's like, excuse me? <laughs> what? And Dean's like, I'm tired, Sam. I'm tired of this job. This life. Yeah, this, this weight on my shoulders. I'm tired of it. Sam's like, so you're just going to give up. You're going to lay down and die. Uh, he's like, I know about this stuff with dad. And Dean's like, you're wrong. It's not about dad. I mean, part of it is sure. Uh, and Sam's like, so then what is it about? And the doctor knocks on the door. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Dean grabs his guns and answers the door. And she's like, you better come see this. So before we go to the next scene, what did you think of the acting choices in this scene? Very good. I thought it was good. I liked how, so Dean, like, he likes 
sits, kind of leans against the counter. I think he's got the guns down and he's just kind of like like a big shrug into like sunk down he, yeah he like deflates yeah. deflates yeah yeah all of his fake persona of like keeping the smile up and everything is just gone mm-hmm. and um what's really there is what he's showing to Sam uh something I I know I've seen Jared has talked a number of times about this scene mm-hmm. Jared yeah. yeah, as being extremely difficult for him. Yeah, like they they had they like he had to like real tone it down, tone the emotion down. Yeah, for some reason. I mean, Jared has talked before about his mental health issues mm-hmm. and issues with you know depression and anxiety, and has done a lot of work that uh, and the supernatural you know the supernatural team um, has done a lot of work with like suicide prevention and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's but he's talked before like this scene very hard for him to do. Yeah. A lot of emotion. A lot of real emotion coming from Jared here. And he didn't have to do much. No. But just being in that must have been hard. Yeah. I mean, saying, like, give me the gun... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that's. I mean, I mean, that's you know, it's a it's a heavy subject matter and a potentially triggering one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's so a a very very heavy emotional scene there mm-hmm. for for both you know actors and characters. So doctor says, come out see this. So they're on the street in in town at night. So just got his rifle just in case. You know, there's. The street is empty. There is no one anywhere. Yeah, they've all just vanished. And we get this long zoom in on Croatoan. Back in the med bay, they say it's been five hours and Sam's blood is still clear. They're- Which I don't understand. So they chose not to leave once they realized that the whole town was gone? I guess, yeah. Yeah, they just, they just decided, decided not to stick to it go. out. Yeah. Huh? And they're not sure how that's possible because he was definitely exposed and he was not infected. She's like, you know, when I, I mean, you know, compare it to the tanner samples and, and she's looking at the microscope. She's like, what the hell? Their blood. There's no trace of the virus in it. No sulfur or anything. Well, that's weird. Yep. Yeah. Like, so does it wear off? Does it wear off, maybe? Maybe. Mm. Uh-oh. We killed three people today. <laughs> Dean killed three people. We yep. don't know how many people Sarge killed. No. Sarge said he killed a number of people. He's like, at least at least one. Probably a lot more. We don't know. Yep. Out in uh, the exterior in town. It's, it's morning. Sarge and Dwayne are loading up a truck to get out of town and head south. They invite the doc to go with them, but she says she's heading for Sidewinder instead. Yeah, I got the authorities up here if they'll even believe me. So Sarge and Dwayne, you know, wish her luck. Head out. The doc says to Sam, <laughs> she says, you'll be fine. There's no sign of infection. Like, how does she know? Yeah. She, she, doesn't know so what's, she doesn't know what's going on at all. She's yeah, like, you'll she be fine. She didn't know what it was to begin with. And she's been confused this whole time and is now like, you'll be fine. She's yeah. like, you're, you're safe. You're fine. It's like, you don't know shit about this thing. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can't say that. You don't know. Uh, but that's what she's going to believe. And that's what she's yeah. going to tell herself. Mm-hmm. Dean wants to to know why here and now and where everyone is. And Sam is left with the question of like, why is he immune? Dean says he's starting to feel like this is the one that got away before the the boys also head out of town. Our next scene is Dwayne and Sarge. Mm-hmm. On the road, Dwayne asks Sarge to pull over because he has to make a call. Did you know what was about to happen? Oh, yeah. As soon okay. as he said, I got to make a call, yes. I was like, yeah, okay. As soon as Sarge said, well, there's no service. Yeah, he's like, no phones out here. And Dwayne goes, I got it covered. I was like, oh. And he pulls out a little knife. And Sarge is like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like a knife, obviously. A, a knife, you know? But he probably meant, like, why do you have it? What are you doing with it? But yeah. yeah. Knife. Like, hmm, what is no, that? No! <laughs> and Dwayne slits his throat and pulls out the weird blood bowl and fills it. <laughs> the blood phone. <laughs> I'm like, he pulled a Meg. Yep. Um, so when Meg used the blood phone, she dipped her finger in it and ran it around the outside. This guy like, dips his whole his fist whole in it. His whole hand goes in the blood bowl. And he's like, doopy, doopy, doo. And, and he swirls, swirls it around. And around. The blood and swirls. And we hear, like, whispers. And instead of, remember when Meg called, it turned into, like, Odo? Yeah, yeah it did. And, like, like, with peaks? Peaks and, like, like spikes. This turns into, like, a little whirlpool. Yeah. So, different demon. Different, different effect. Di- different blood foam. <laughs> but again, we hear, we hear like, the... And one side of the conversation. That was a one-sided telephone call! Dwayne's side of the conversation, where he says, It's over. You'll be pleased. I don't think any more tests are necessary. The Winchester boy is definitely immune, as expected. Yes, of course. Nothing, Nothing left behind. behind. And his eyes go demon All black. Demon black. We got a commercial. Yeah. So our button on the episode... Very different tone. Yes. Which, without the commercial break, is a little jarring. Yeah, we get slit throat, and then they're like, drink a beer. Immediately, beer's by the lake. Yeah. Peaceful lake or riverside. There's music. The boys are <laughs> relaxing with a beer. Very different. Yeah. Sam is trying to get Dean to talk about his suicidal ideation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what he meant about being tired. It's like, so you gonna tell me what you were talking about this night? And Dean tries to deflect, but Sam presses, and Dean says he wants to go to the Grand Canyon. In all the driving back and forth across the country, he's never been to the Grand Canyon. He also brings up TJ. Yeah, which I don't understand. I didn't catch that reference. Or Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, yeah, see if we could bang Lindsay Lohan. Weird and gross, Dean. Weird and gross, Dean. Weird and gross, Dean. I don't like how he said we. I don't yep. like that. Yep. Sir? Did he gross. mean them together? I don't I know. Not. I, weird and gross, Dean. Yep. How old was Lindsay Lohan in 2004? An adult. This was the Six, six. Right before 2007. Because it was in 2006. December. 20. Great. Oh. And Dean is like 26? Yeah. That's, um. He's almost 27. 27. He's 27. Oh. Oh, that's, uh. That's, that's not good. That's, that's not good, that's Dean. That's not good, Dean. So Sam is like, you're not making any sense. <laughs> well, when what? Because he's. It sounds like he's still deflecting. Yeah. But really, what it reads to me as, mmm, those are bucket list items. Yeah, those yeah. are. Things. Those are terminal cancer items. Those are, you know... Wishless wish kids. List. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what you want to do before you kick it. <laughs> like... Yep. And Dean tries to just walk... Phys- like, he's like, oh, I can't... Okay, I can't verbally deflect from you. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna physically, physically walk leave, away. Leave the conversation. Yeah, like, so, yeah, he tries to walk away, and Sam is like, no, 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 no. Like, Dean, you're my brother, so whatever weight you're carrying, let me help you a little. And Dean says he can't. He promised Dad. He's like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sam's getting a lot of what? Like, he did this <laughs> episode. Yeah, this episode. <laughs> yeah, this whole episode. Sam, I think Sam was. Yeah, Sam's not paying attention. No. Another, another. Everyone's high, but yeah, Sam's yeah, yeah, not this, paying attention. This this episode, another tally to the score of this is Sam's reaction to also being high. He's just like what? <laughs> he's not paying attention. What's going on? What's going, What's going on? on? Sam, so he's, I can't. I promise, Dad. And Dean says, um, 
he told, John told him something about Sam. And Sam gets a really dramatic, <gasps> Dean, what, what did, did he, he tell you? you? And we get a zoom in on Dean's face. Before we go to credits. And it's the mid-season break. We don't find out what John what? told Dean. See you in January, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> after, even after that whole big promo yeah, from last time. Yeah, huge promo yeah. that was like, we're what? gonna tell you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not See yet. you next half of the season um, <laughs> for one more episode. I know I can hold that over you guys. I know what John told Dean. Yep. But yeah, no, uh, general audience doesn't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, they don't tell us. We was hanging, cliffhanger, mid-season break, end of the episode. So, what did we think of the episode? It was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I think it was a good example of... Um, John Siobhan's good writing. John Siobhan's good writing and it, like, holding together as an episode. It was almost a dip into another genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was. More, more of, like, suspense and that zombie movie feeling mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. it. I was getting 28 Days Later the whole time. I was getting Walking Dead just because I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. But, um, you should watch it. It's really good. I yeah. watched it with Steven. Oh, you did? When you were asleep. Yeah, probably. Because we were doing our horror movie marathon. Yes. And while I, think, I was asleep. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think Steven wanted you to watch it, and you're like, ah. Nice, no, it's too scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, interesting. Okay. it's interesting you say Walking Dead, because there's an episode that comes later. I think it's, I, I want to say it's season five. Okay. Uh, beginning of season five. It's a famous episode. Is it the, is it the one that the fan fiction is based on? It is. <gasps> is I, I think you're going to get big Walking Dead vibes from that, even extremely more so. Okay. And it's connected. Because we really didn't have any zombies. No. Exactly. No. It, it was the whole, like, infection thing. Yeah. That, um, and the, the suddenness of everything. And people disappearing. Or, like, your neighbors turning on you. Yeah. Uh, very, m- more Twilight Zone. Yeah. D- it, it was, like, I got big, like, Twilight Zone vibes from it. I've not seen the thing i kind of want to but it you know the you know we're we're trapped in here so yeah and and remember our first experience with john siobhan was also kind of a dip into another genre yeah yeah. a you know thriller yeah uh, um you know slasher thriller kind of vibes Mm -hmm. horror which makes sense i think he is a genre writer just the work in between there and here has been so not this quality. Yeah, inconsistent. And I don't, I don't know, it's been a while now since, though since I've seen Skin, so I don't know, I just, I remember seeing Skin and liking it so much. Yeah. I don't know that, uh, I don't know, do you th- do you think this is as good as Skin? Um, I think overall the quality of the episode, yes. I think Jensen didn't have as much good big stuff to do. That's fair. He did, but he like... Did. I think his big scene, personally for me was when he was trying t- to shoot Dwayne. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a good one. I, I think that's I think that's what I'm what I'm missing here is for, from one of the boys, but in in Skin we had the one major scene and yeah. then a, another another big scene from Jensen where we really got to see his acting chops. We didn't get a major scene yeah. like we that because it wasn't so focused on like one of the boys and or like one character. Right. We got we, a few. We, we got a, a we few got a couple a couple a couple good scenes, but yeah. nothing as meaty as that those scenes in Skin. But I I think. 
think quality wise, it's it's up there certainly. Yeah, yeah. And an interesting dip into another genre. And as far as like plot stuff goes, mm-hmm. interesting that we get the Croatoan stuff in season two. Yeah, this returns. Wow, this isn't a one-off thing. This is nice. this is plot. Cool. We had said before, like they kind of stumbled into the plot on this one. Yeah. So to sort of read, because we're at the the mid-season break, right? So we're, let's do a quick like look back over the this first half of the second season. The first couple episodes were you know carryover car- from season one, right? The the big climax there, you know, the John sacrificing himself. Dean almost died, should have died. The whole demon deal. They lost the cult, so they've lost. They lost the car. They lost all of their resources. Mm-hmm. Right at the very beginning of the second season. So this, the first half of the second season has been about building up their resources again, making new contacts, and figuring out what it what it is they're supposed to be doing now mm-hmm. without their dad. Yeah, and without I mean Sam doesn't really have any leads because he he in the first season right is only hunting to get revenge for Jess. Yeah, Dean is out there looking for their dad. Their dad's dead. Demon is gone. So first half of the season has been gathering allies gathering resources, trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing and grieving and not handling very well the death of their father, trying to figure stuff out. And they've accidentally stumbled back into the plot. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? There's still demon stuff happening. You're going to have to deal with this eventually, boys. Mm -hmm. Can't run from that. But with other than this and the loosely connected plot stuff in Crossroad Blues, Mm -hmm. we really haven't been establishing a ton of like plot specific stuff for this whole first half of the season. Yeah. yeah we it's been like one off. It's been episodes. it's been almost entirely one off episodes. So coming into the second half of the second season, we're gonna have to fit a plot of some kind if we're gonna get <laughs> some an, kind of an arc. Some kind of an arc to get us to the end of the season. Yeah. This is episode nine. There are twenty two episodes, so there's more episodes in the second half. So they yeah. have a little bit more time. We're gonna have we're probably gonna see an uptick in serious more serious episodes. Episodes. Right. I'm expecting. I don't really remember. <laughs> uh, I, I am predicting. Do we have anything else to say about this episode? I don't no. think so. All right. I hope. I know we're going to continue to see John Shabon popping up. I hope he can keep the quality up. Yeah. yeah. Keep it up, John Shabon. Hopeful, but I'm not expecting. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not we're expecting. We're just, just statistically looking at his work. Does he get one good episode a season? <laughs> Looks like maybe just the one. Hoping, though. We're hoping he can keep the quality up. Yeah. So then join us next time for season two to episode 10, Hunted. After Dean tells Sam what their father told him before he died, the distraught Sam sneaks off to Indiana alone. Oh, no. It's playing up. I don't remember the episode coming up at all. So Nice. So join us next time for season two, episode 10, Hunted, for both uh, listeners and the original viewing audience happens in January. (laughs) So see you in January. Until then, I've been a host, Margaret. I've been a host, Patricia. And I've been another host, Bridget. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song, Rough Music, as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, Dad. You can find us at 3 Pod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3idgetspod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.